0: This is the Making Ways Podcast, sponsored by Ripple Effect. My name is Dave Roman, and we're here with Sarah Ulmer, a member of NOPE, Neighbors Opposing Prison Expansion. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, you're a member of NOPE, not a board member, so you're speaking for yourself.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you live?
1: I live southeast of Harrisburg, wonderful, growing, thriving little community full of generational farmers, families, some beautiful new construction acreages out there, and we who just been dealt some pretty big news that a penitentiary is going to be dropped in our laps as a neighbor.
0: Now, I've known you for a few years now, and you moved out to that area to start a family.
1: Absolutely. I have always dreamed of living in the, the country and having space, uh, peace, quiet, being able to really appreciate what living in the country is all about.
0: You have some chickens and some horses. I
1: have chickens. I have horses. I I, I just have a, a, my first cow here, and I have a little girl, finally. She's two, almost two. She's such cute man. <laughs> Thank you.
0: What can you tell us about the proposed site for the president?
1: I wish I was given more information by our state government. Uh, Unfortunately, this was, like I said earlier, dropped in our laps, and we found out right when it hit the press about two weeks ago. And I think that's probably the, the biggest issue, well, one of the biggest issues that us neighbors of this proposed penitentiary have is the lack of respect for all of our lives and how they will be impacted by such a, project of massive proportions uh, with some of South Dakota's finest criminals literally living in our backyard well uh, that's that's not why we have chosen or would want to choose to live in in the country
0: there was little or no public input before the made this decision
1: correct no signage uh, no letters no public hearing nothing
0: yeah it seems like it's a done deal
1: I think they're really trying to to spin it that way, and personally, you know, after thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, it makes sense that this site would have been so, you know, keen for them because it was owned by the South Dakota School of Public Lands, and they were able to do a lot of things under the table as opposed to buying this from... Uh, another farmer or a person or or what uh,
0: well, tell us about the land. Sure. where did where, who started it? Why is it in the possession of the school of public lands?
1: So or was it so a p. Howe was one of the earliest settlers in Lincoln County and absolutely loved the state of South Dakota. and he farmed it and ended up passing it down to his son Alfred, who farmed it for many, many years.
0: One of the first settlers of South Dakota,
1: correct, yep and Lincoln County. When Alfred was finished farming it, he had a deal with Earl Helgeson, who farmed it until the 80s, that when the time came, because he had no uh, heirs, that this land would be donated to South Dakota School of Public Lands. And the current farmer that is farming this property and has since the 80s, the Lee C, if you will, he's spoken to how much all of these men throughout history have loved the state of South Dakota and wanted this to go into their hands for the right reasons. And if you ask me, I I don't think a penitentiary is, is a positive reason.
0: This was a gift to the state. Correct. For the purposes of supporting schools.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk about the people who live in the area. Tell us about the people.
1: Uh, we've got generational farmers, like I had mentioned, we've got so many families in the area that have done exactly what my husband and I have done, worked hard and and wanted to just be able to kind of step away from city and traffic and noise. And to anybody that's ever spent the night out, you know, at an acreage or a camping, you know, you look at the night sky and and you see, um, you see the stars and like anywhere else and you, you don't have the noise. And this penitentiary will absolutely change that for all of us. I mean, in in so many ways.
0: This is not a empty rural area where no one lives. This is this is place that's has community. Has people living in the country, small towns.
1: Correct. Absolutely. There's families all around, and you know, as we've looked at some of the other spots that other states choose to put a penitentiary they're desolate areas. They're out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, I understand people have the argument of, well, people have to travel for work, you know, the employees uh, of the DOC. And I I understand that to some extent, but if you pay your workers well enough, and to my knowledge, I believe penitentiary employees, they're one of the, uh, in areas of the industry that travel most for their work. You know, you kind of have to look at, the positives to both sides. And for this to get put into such a growing, thriving community just doesn't make sense. There's no infrastructure out there. So we're, they're literally gonna start from the ground up and it doesn't seem like they care who is affected in their past. What
0: can be done and who can our listeners contact?
1: Uh, On our nope, website, you can find the names of everyone, county commissioners of Lincoln County, representatives throughout South Dakota, and most importantly, Kelly Wasco, who is the Department of Corrections secretary and our governor known. In all of her support for ag and uh, farmers, this is definitely crushing to a lot of families, and especially those generational farmers that have done and loved this state for decades. I really hope that the state considers that with the site selection and give it some second thought of putting this elsewhere.
0: Sarah, thank you for bringing this.
1: Thank you so much.